Everything you're my wonder. My love and I keep my everything, you're my wonder. My love and I keep my everything, you're my wonder. Everything you're my wonder, my love and my father, my everything you're my wonder, Beautiful to us, the object of our affection. We've come to pour our love on you, on you. Jesus.
Spirit of the living God, we welcome you in our midst today. La adoza baki prako shande ki pratos ketakapando koskapale. La crotosca tacapande kis getile badaso toko pradoza bande kis getila bala bacoscatale. La praiko tuskita la bando zabakis getela bade bacoscata. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to night eight. Let's get straight in as we acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit and we welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Father, we welcome you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge that it has been by your spirit. These past seven days have been by your spirit. So we want to take the moment to acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for how far you have carried us. Thank you for how far you have been with us. It is not been by our own strength, lest any man should boast. Thank you for the words that have come. Thank you for the direction. Thank you for illuminating our path, O oh God, as we go into this final stretch this week. Holy Spirit, we pray that the glory of the latter will be greater than that of the former. We set our affection and we set our hearts on you, O oh God. Maatonde ke prekus kapale barudo zabakate ke le barande kai katosadela le pretosapa. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this virtual gathering, O oh God. Epe na akosoto bale katuna. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. 
as we set our heart on you father i pray that we will not live the same way in the name of jesus we will not live the same way in the name of jesus if you're joining in and tuning in i want us to set our expectation uh the bible says the glory of the latter we've we've had um a few the few days that we've had have been wonderful we've had direction we've had illumination god has spoken now i want us to set our affection i want us to set our expectation and draw on the holy spirit i want us to draw from grace tonight speak to me holy spirit set me on a course and set me on a journey that i will not recover from in the name of jesus my heart is ready for you my mind is ready for you set me on a course oh god that i will not recover from set me on a path oh god that i will not recover from this evening the holy spirit reminded me of the scripture that says he would he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask think or imagine the fact that sometimes we think our our imagination has a limit like you know i can think forever my imagination has no limit and god is saying whatever it is that you can think or imagine that he can do exceedingly above that so this evening i want us to think and imagine on the on the promises on the things that he has said on the words for the season on the instruction for the season and i want us to set our expectation that he can do exceedingly and abundantly above what we can ask think or imagine holy spirit take over our thinking faculty take over our imagination put your desires oh god in our hearts put your desire oh god in our hearts that we may think and imagine according to your will in the name of jesus father i set my expectation tonight that i will not miss the things that you have for me in this season as this season draws to an end as this season draws to a close father in the name of jesus i set my expectation like you prayed for peter let my faith not fail me in the name of jesus above all i can ask think or imagine i set my expectation let my faith not fail me in this season oh god Le poroko shababa le prokoskata. 
le prokosotolo porokosota pale prokoskotale Laya dosa pale katusa le kratoshka tale katosa baba baba le barokoshka Eh akaya namaya da yakadia dere abayoda baya de akea Le manaya de akatea ke baraya da kuda baya de kee Ye manaya Kusa kata yeda kabala bakusia le ye kalaba kondo kubaya de kadabaye kaya dia ah let it open tonight oh God la bakota pale ye de kane manaya kuata ye kaderea ye ne kira dabaye kali ke ye mane Kaba spirit of the living God. Iyala kuta kade baroko sutade. Ah, you are Eloi Israel. Iyakala baloko shabale katola bale. Iyale kala manaya na kiale. E kala na elaya bayi kaba. Open up, open up, open up. Ikato kapale katusakela. Open up, open up, open up. Akarako shabale katusketale. Open up, open up, open up. Ekete kapale brado jakatale. La koko prekusi keteke pale barondo zakatosketale. Imba katande kako prakoskatale. Imane katoska pale katuska pale. Iakala brakutoskoto kapale ka. Can we open up our mouth? Mouth and speak in the language of the spirit. As we reach a frequency where we can hear the voice of the Lord. Father, I throw in my neck tonight for a catch. I throw in my neck tonight for a catch i throw in my net tonight for a catch we push in deeper we push in deeper and at your word at your word we let our net out for a catch at your word oh god we let our net out for a catch may we be sensitive to your spirit oh god may we be sensitive to your Spirit, add your word, add your word, Abakotobale. Woo! Takapadiatalia Taylor.
We do not go ahead of your word, but at your word, at your word, we let out. Let down your net for a catch. We give you glory, Jesus. Come on, folks. For the next two minutes, Oh, 
Would you lift the burden, Lord? But tonight, above all, we ask, would you take away the veil? straight path tonight lord this next season open the eyes of our understanding that we may know the hope of our calling and and your riches of your inheritance in us and the exceeding greatness of your power Take away the veil, Jesus. Take away the veil, Jesus. Take away the veil. Take away the veil. Take the Take away the veil. You are worthy, Jesus, to receive all glory. How I love you. How we love your name. Jesus, you're the beautiful one. We love your name. We love your name. So tonight we've come to lift you up and we ask you to speak from eternity. We ask you to speak and utter your voice, that voice that calls and compels migration. Let it be loud and clear tonight in the name of Yeshua. Until there is nothing left of us in the way. Our souls long for you. Nothing else will do. We believe that you will come and that you have come like the rain. Come like fire. Come like wind. Come like rivers, 
come like the rain Won't you send your spirit down Send your spirit down Again Again Today Today And Lord, tonight as we journey in your word <clears throat> hmm. I see portals opening in the spirit Hear me by the spirit, somebody I see portals opening in the spirit I repeat myself. I see portals opening in the spirit. Portals, portals, portals. Naku la ketemanti kafratina kapa le surie prenento prakitaliko rakata breneketi. I see windows to another dimension opening in the realm of the glory. La kurena manse ke kurika kakaile subratenanto betile ketibrana. I see portals, vehicles of divine migration coming for sons and daughters of Zion. Would you ikurepa lukuma and men will travel? Tonight, men will travel by the glory into realities and possibilities that were hitherto not normal. Ah, tonight, men will travel, translocate. Time and circumstance. Uh, I, I, and, and, and I'm looking at these portals, listen to me, and they look like clocks. And I'm asking what's going on. And, and, and the answer I receive is that these are portals of time. Listen to me. There is in this season an ability to make up for lost time. God is saying that there are portals by which men will likunama redeem time. Redeem time. Redeem the trajectory of divine calendar. A Kurama that what would have taken a year will take a week. That what would have taken a month will take a day. Kalistava Akobata El Benunzaleko Pala Alikro. Come on, lift your voice. Father, I receive. I receive. I receive my portal. I receive my portals, Lord. I tam. I journey. I redeem time tonight. And in this season, by the mercies of the God of Zion. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Malekuna palekureketa anum sapalieteka aikotoban sapaliata leruketikaina nun seprekita. And we will travel. Tonight and in this season, we will travel as we redeem time. 
we will travel as we redeem hey, Jesus. Kanuna mvatia. Leko rakate bronte skite vrenunka papapa. See, hear me tonight. I, 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 urana zegite be do 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 boria kakaka. Anunje breke kila. I sense the pregnancy of the dealings of God because I see an influx. Imaruka papapa. There is a detachment of unseen beings that are visiting this space tonight. Lakune prekuna. I see angels come to spell their colleagues. I see a shifting of the gods. I see a set of angels coming, taking over from another set of angels. And I'm asking God what's going on. And he says, son, did I not tell you a few days ago that the seasons are shifting and the rules will shift? And I'm like, what what does this have to mean? What does it have to do with angels? And the response simply is, son, karuma katia. Every season's possibilities are governed by the unseen realm. And so it is possible to be the same man with a different set of possibilities because there is a different contingent of unseen entities that are assigned for and or against you. You can be the same man and with a difference in demonic opposition or a difference in angelic assistance, your reality shift. And I see a, hear me, a different set of angels all together for many of us tonight as a sign, says the Lord, of a coming shift in reality. And there are two orders of increase. I see more angels and I see a higher cadre of angels. In essence, there is more of a contingent. And even with the more, the new contingent are of a higher order. Hear me somebody, get ready to do what you failed at before. Hear me by the Spirit, get ready to go back to where you were disgraced. Get ready to revisit things that caused you pain and failure because the Lord says it is a new season it is a new day and I have sent it by the sign of my angel Thank you, Lord. And he confirmed it by his angel. And he confirmed it by his angel. I hear that in the spirit over and over again. And he confirmed it by his angel the revelation that he confirmed for the bible says that the law was given in the presence of angels by the witness of the unseen realm and i hear the lord say tonight kingdom culture hear me in this season I am, I am confirming, confirming the authenticity of my dealings with you by the detaching of my angels. Somebody is wondering how, how biblical is this statement and, and, and if you know me well, 
prophet or no prophet that I've been privileged to be, the Lord knows that there are some things he's going to have to back up with scripture or I'm going to have a hard time believing. And when I heard that verse over and over again, I said, Lord, make this make sense biblically. Revelation chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave on, this is in the New Testament, hear me. This is after Jesus has died, been buried and resurrected. And this is to the disciple who spent the most time in intimacy with Jesus. But the Bible says he gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Listen, and he sent and signified it by his angel. Somebody say by his angel. Somebody say by his angel. He sent and signified it by his angel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Galatians chapter 3. I, just, I, I need to make sure that there is no doubt, no doubt tonight of the efficacy of the prophetic word. Nobody's wondering if this is Christian mysticism. No, this is biblical. Galatians chapter 3. Listen. Verse 16 says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. Not to seeds as of many, but as of one to thy seed, which is Christ. So if we are in Christ, we know what the Bible says in the same chapter. And I this say, and this I say that the covenant, listen, listen, the covenant, what covenant? The one that was confirmed before of God in Christ. The law which was 430 years after cannot disannul. That it should be that it should make the promise of no effect. So there is a covenant. Someone say covenant that God established. Verse eighteen says, "For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise." And verse nineteen, listen. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come, to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained, ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator the covenant was given by christ but it was done in the presence and via the ministry of angels kingdom culture get ready for a season of angelic encounter and activity like we have never known before because heaven has decided oh heaven has decided to favor us to be a mouthpiece and a herald of a coming reality and it will be pregnant with the activity of the angelic hear me somebody there is a changing of the guard and lives in homes in ministries in churches in congregations in cities in regions for the Lord would say to us hitherto you will not go inadequately 
for I will send the host of heaven before you and I will establish your word and your counsel for I will strengthen your hand saith the Lord and thou shalt see the desire of your soul for I shall establish the works of your hands for did I not call them ministers flaming fire sent to minister for those who should be heirs of salvation there will be miracles there will be impossibles there will be unthinkables because the detachment of heaven assigned to us has shifted oh give god glory tonight somebody give him praise give him praise oh my and you never know if we if we bless his name he might just begin a practical session with us because i hear the words i hear the name bidemi i don't know who that is but i hear the name it's a yoruba name from nigeria Bidemi Sikurana Kutebra Ikunambre Keskapahatia. Bidemi, the Lord is speaking to you tonight. <laughs> ah, and he is responding to a conversation that you initiated a while back, perhaps years ago. There is a cry that you made and you have been making that began years ago. And you had concluded that perhaps the Lord would not hear or has not heard. Nasure kanapa aliko maiketime. And the Lord said to tell you, Bidemi, that the record books are open concerning you. For now is the hour and the time of your visitation. And Bidemi, you know of what I speak. This is not and this is not strange to you. You are very aware because these have been matters that have weighed heavy on your heart for a while. But the monarch of Zion says, In this season, watch me come through. And he says to tell you there is no prayer you have made that has not been recorded in these halls. And now has come the fullness of time and heaven is at alert concerning you. And so shall the days of your glory begin. For I will give you a tongue that cannot be gainsaid, says the Lord. Bidding me, I will harden your forehead like flint against the powers that have sat and ruled in your clan, tribe, and family. For behold, like Gideon, I am sending you back to the altar of Baal, and you shall tear it down, says the Lord, and you shall straw it out and feed it in water to the mouths of the wicked ones. For of you and in you I begin a new order. Thus saith, the spirit of the sovereign lord glory glory all right get your bibles out tonight Ooh, isn't god good isn't god good the fire is so hot tonight i put my hat away it's cooking in the holy ghost amen somebody and god will be glorified tonight is night eight of the 2022 tabernacle of david moses sorry camp meeting 
um, God has been far better to us than we could ever have hoped to have been to ourselves. It's been a time of refreshing, of retooling. Um, and, and let me just say this. I am so, so honored um, to get the reports and the feedback, the testimony, especially from men and women of the clergy, pastors, ministers, fivefold gifts in their own right, uh, who who humbly, humbly uh, take it upon themselves to make their time available to, to flow with us here at Kingdom Culture. I don't take it for granted, just so you know. Um, pastors and prophets, apostles, teachers, evangelists, and they, you send me messages, uh, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, those of you who have the privilege and the life honor. Let me, let, let me say this. Um, when I use the word mentor, I don't use it lightly. Uh, I don't claim to mentor everybody, not everybody who I speak to from time to time, though I believe I'm a mentor too. But those of you who have over the years and months consistently given me the privilege of speaking into your lives and bringing you counsel and, and, and some, some addition to the pool and the palette of spiritual counsel and guidance and, and imputing your life, just so you know that it is my life's honor, I am grateful uh, and I honor you in your own right. Uh, and to the mentors of all my life, the fathers, the mothers, the those who have gone ahead, the patriarchs, the Asians who who love us and who intercede for us and they join us and they, you know, so when some of them tell me they were listening, I'm like, really? <laughs> Pastor Musa tells me he was listening. I'm like, Bishop Bob, I'm like, really? What what what, what could this puny little boy have been saying? Uh, Bishop, Bishop Melvin, uh, we just love you, sirs. Uh, we, we thank God for your life. Thank you for being beacons of light and hope and examples to us. And if we can, if we can serve God with half the level of consistency over the years that you have, uh, we will leave our generation in a much better place. Uh, and I've just been humbled with the testimonies we've received over the last eight days of what God is doing with this virtual camp meeting, especially in the lives of leaders and ministry uh, uh, elders. And so uh, I... I am excited to announce that we will be back next year uh, and next year we will be doing another 10 days uh, at the Tabernacle of, Mo of Moses and it will be a full-fledged camp meeting next year, primarily virtual, uh, but we will lay aside a few days, the last, uh, well, a few days in the journey, whatever the weekend of the journey is, we will lay aside time uh, to open the doors to hold this in person. So if you believe that's exciting, put your hands together. And if enough of you are of the persuasion, perhaps we will have it as a residential weekend at a retreat center where we can really have a camp meeting in the Holy Ghost. But I I am so blessed by what God has been doing this year. Uh, I bring apologies for my brother, Reverend Austin Okbari, who could not be with us tonight, even though he tried their circumstances beyond his control of which I am aware and I understand uh, he did not take it lightly. Uh, I have jokingly told him that he owes us uh, and that we will take our pound of flesh, but jokes apart, uh, we are grateful for what the Lord did in and through him last night. And it is my unenviable task to try follow up tonight. So pray for me. Of course, tomorrow and Wednesday, the grand finale 
will be broadcast directly from the London Embassy Studio. My brother, Reverend Gideon Odoma, will be with us. Uh, he is looking forward to it. He was actually in the broadcast yesterday, humbly listening uh, in the comment section, making his presence known. I spoke with him earlier today. He sends his regards. You will see him in the flesh, but not oh, well, in the flesh. Well, you get what I mean, in, in the flesh, physically, but not in the flesh. Tomorrow uh, and on Wednesday, um, as we mentioned, we're opening up the studios. So if you want to come down, be a part of the audience tomorrow, uh, feel free. The details are on the flyer, on the screen. And also, you can let us know you're coming by registering via a link in the video description. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to give, the details are on your screen. If you tithe or a regular financial contributor to Kingdom Culture, God bless you. Um, I, I got an email this afternoon, this uh, the, uh, a WhatsApp message this afternoon. I'm not going to mention a person's name, but I saw it. I'm sorry I haven't responded. Uh, if if you haven't, if you have registered or let us know your intention to be a kingdom builder, kingdom builders are those who stand with kingdom culture movement financially by regular gifts and or those who tithe uh, regularly to our house. If uh, and somebody sent me a message that they did not get the first email we sent out a few weeks ago. If that applies to you, if you have sent an email in Christy, put the email address on the screen again to kingdom builders at kculture.org and you did not receive the email we sent welcoming you to the family please resend it forgive us for the oversight resend uh, that email to this email address to let us know that you intend to be uh, a kingdom builder a part of the spiritual family that upholds this ministry in a financial manner and we will make sure that we add you to the tribe exciting things are afoot as we've been saying for weeks now not just in in line of what we want to do together but the instructions god has given us uh let me put it this way the lord said to me son in this season the apostolic mantle of this house should make it its prime not primary but its personal responsibility that those who communicate in giving and receiving walk in the fullness of heaven's provision for them in essence, God is saying that if you're a regular giver to this house, you're a financial partner, a tither, that it is our responsibility to make sure that you prosper in this season. And we take that, ser that instruction seriously. And so we have a series of, of initiatives to present to you to, main, to make sure that if you don't prosper, it will be because you chose not to prosper. Because we're going to teach you and coach you and direct you and empower you in the walk of kingdom alignment with the Lord, especially in the arenas that impact your finances. And so I'm looking forward to that. Alrighty, get your Bibles out tonight. And so the details are on your screen again and in the video description. You can give at any point during the night. Get your Bibles out tonight. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the blessing of the Lord. Yes, sir. I said, I want to talk to you tonight. I said, I said, I want to, and, and you can see me smiling like a kitty cat because very rarely does the Lord permit me to go in these directions. I know you guys think that all I want to do all day and night is pray and fast and talk about purity and holiness and alignment and recalibration and basically 
beat you into shape for the lord and while i do get some pleasure in being a voice crying in the wilderness i get excited when the lord sends me with a clarion call of goodness and tonight i get to bring one such call and so get your bibles out and we are going to deal with the concept of the blessing of the lord especially as relates to a spiritual migration thank you jesus now if you were to search in your bible for the words blessing blessed or bless you would find out that the first occurrence is in the book of genesis chapter one genesis in hebrew is bereshit it means beginnings not just beginning beginnings it is not just the first book in the bible chronologically it is a it is a spiritual foundational manual upon which every truth of heaven's kingdom is established in seed form and then mined to its completion throughout the rest of scripture in essence there is the foundation of every doctrine and every strand of kingdom insight and revelation in the book of genesis and God intends for us to begin our understanding of each of these strands of kingdom thread from the book of Genesis. And in the very first chapter of Genesis chapter 1, we see the first manifestation of the concept of the blessing. The Bible says, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas. And let the fowl multiply in the earth. Father, take over these lips of clay tonight. And birth your counsel. To you I give all the praise in advance. Tonight let yokes be broken. Let altars be destroyed. Let the migration of destiny go from lack and poverty, failure and restriction into the large room prepared for us by our God. Anoint this word for instantaneous, speedy, and eternal outcomes. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter 1. If you see me moving around, it's because my screen and my camera are in strange alignment. My camera is up there. My display screen is here. And my Bible screen is here. So you see my head moving around. Just ignore me. Amen. It's been a while since I broadcasted prior to this week from my home studio. And so I need to do a lot of reconnection and reset ups, including uh, my my extra camera angles but i've got one this week and we're going to make do with it and the lord blessed them saying now let's look at the word blessing or bless it's the word barak and i don't mean obama although his name literally means to bless now this should worry you if you understand something about the word 
Barak. Because the word Barak does not mean what many of us think when we hear the word blessing. First of all, let's look at its use in the Bible. To bless the new, to salute, to praise. In essence, hear me somebody. The same word is used as an act of praise to God. Bless the Lord, O my soul. God doesn't need a Cadillac, does he? It means to magnify, to speak well of, to exalt, listen, to cause to be adored or saluted. This is important because there is a difference, and I've taught this before, that in the theology of the kingdom, I call it the, 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 the capital, the, the uppercase slash lowercase principle. Now, there are several lowercase things that spring from the foundation of an uppercase reality. You have the blessing and blessings. Blessings are practical expressions of the blessing in operation. Now, I'm not, I'm on, Chrissy, I am on the right scripture. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> she is right. I have the wrong thing on my screen. Lord have mercy. Forgive me, folks. I didn't realize I was projecting the wrong screen. All right, let's, let's correct this. Thank you, Chrissy. Let us correct this. Right, so this is what I thought you were looking at. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. 29, sorry. 22, sorry. And God blessed Abraham, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the word blessed there is the word barak, which literally means to praise or to magnify. So as I said, there are, I call this the, the uppercase, lowercase principle, that in scripture, there are things that are spelt out with a lowercase letter that proceed from the foundation of an uppercase reality. You have the faith and faith. You have the blessing and blessings, right? You have need, Philippians chapter 3, and my God shall supply all your need, no plural. The concept of need and needs. And so the blessing is perhaps the most obvious of them. It is not the tangible things that we look to when we say we are blessed. Those tangible things are the manifestation of the operation and existence of the blessing. Are you hearing me? But the blessing itself is something different. Let's keep going. The Lord blessed them saying, it means that there is a difference between a pronouncement and the blessing. A pronouncement is many times the vehicle by which the blessing is released. But not every positive pronouncement is a blessing. 
not every positive declaration carries the pregnancy of what the blessing is. Having concocted or invoked a blessing to be passed on, saying is usually the tool of choice. But I need you to understand that the blessing is not what is said. What is said is many times literally the vehicle by which the blessing is released, pronounced, or activated. And God blessed them. How? By saying. Notice, God had earlier, the, ver the previous verse, previous verses, said several things. A.K.A. verse 20. Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life. God said that, but the Bible does not call that the blessing or a blessing. But in verse 22, he then says, having called them forth, God blessed them and said. So the same thing, see, in verse 20, God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. Let there be plenty of this thing. But then in verse 22, the Bible says, God blessed the thing he had commanded to come forth abundantly. And said, or blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters and the seas. It will interest you to know that God wasn't talking to a human being here. God was talking to the contents of the sea. Fish, birds. No, no, one second. Let's go back there. Yes, fish of the sea and birds of the air. But he blessed them. Until the day the earth remains no more, there will never be a moment where the sea lacks fish or the earth lacks fowl or birds because the Lord said, Stick with me. In verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over what he just blessed fish and birds. And what he did not bless, the cattle of the field. I don't have time to go deep into this rabbit hole, but it will interest you that when Adam and Eve fell and there was plenty of punishment to go around, that there were only two things God cursed in the punishment of man. He cursed the serpent and he cursed the ground for man's sake. He could curse the serpent because it was a be okay let's I, I, I digress let's keep moving let's keep moving let's keep moving let's keep moving 
Let's make my now image after like this. I have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle over all the earth. Listen, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So this is God saying. He hasn't blessed yet. He's just saying. So God created man in his own image. In the image of man created he him male and female. Created he them. And God blessed them. And said unto them. You see the dichotomy again. He blessed them, then said unto them. Again, I told you the saying is many times the vehicle of communication. But the blessing is more than the words. God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Same thing he said to the fish and the birds. But he goes further. Replenish the earth subdue it and have dominion why is this important he had just said in verse 26 let them have dominion but then in verse 28 the bible says he blesses them and in the blessing repeats what he said about them at the beginning Ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of time, I want you to agree with me about this. And if you don't believe me, go do your research or read the Bible. I'm going to define the blessing to you as I understand it from Scripture. The blessing or a blessing is a spiritual currency that commands spiritual systems and forces to conspire for a positive outcome concerning the object of the blessing let me repeat it is a currency that summons or commands spiritual systems and entities to conspire for the positive outcome of the object of the blessing a curse is the exact opposite it is a spiritual currency, or should I say instrument, because it's the opposite of a currency. It's actually, it's a, if you think of the blessing as, a, as an asset, the curse is a liability in the spirit. Again, that summons entities and systems in the spirit to conspire for the negative outcome of the object of the curse. And hear me, in every occasion, the blessing or the curse requires a spiritual force to be superimposed on the object. In essence, that blessing is commanding the spirit realm to treat you like you were what is blessing you. Or treat you based on the negative disposition to you of what is cursing you. And so when you read the Bible, you will see men will say over and over again. For instance, the Bible says, Goliath cursed David by his gods. 
No blessing or curse is potent beyond the stature of the spiritual entity that backs it. Goliath cursed David by its gods, telling the system of reality. Negatively impact David based on the respect you have for my gods by whom I curse him. In the same vein, positively, when a man says, I bless you, or I bless you by the God of heaven, they were saying, let the world treat you like they would treat God. This is why to the Hebrew, the concept of the word, the Barak, literally means to rob or to smear. To the Hebrew, do you understand that being blessed by God meant that God was rubbing off on you, literally leaving his scent on you. But even more importantly and more shocking, if you understand the scripture, is let's go back to that word, Barak. Because it literally means to salute, to treat with honor and respect. And so when the Lord blesses a man, God himself is saluting that individual. And that's important. Excuse me. And I've explained this way before. For those who wonder, how can God be saluting me? How can God be, be, be deferring to a human being? It's very simple. In the military or in the political world, when a superior officer comes into the, into the environment or the jurisdiction of a junior commanding officer, for instance, if a general comes to a military base where the, the commanding officer is a colonel, at his entry, the general will salute the colonel. Stay with me. The general will salute the colonel. Even though he is superior in rank, he is saying, I acknowledge the jurisdiction of this commanding officer. They call them a CEO. And then the colonel will salute the general back. That exchange is very important because and I didn't understand this about military doctrine till I st God started to bless me with sons and daughters in the, in the armed forces. Are you aware that that general has no right? No right in and of himself to give any order to any soldier in that base if they are not directly within his chain of command. The colonel is called the commanding officer intentionally because he is the only person in that military base. Even though he is junior to the general, even though he could be caught mashaled for, 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 for his, behavior, his negative or, or an act of insubordination to the general, no soldier in that base is required to obey any instruction that the general gives because he is not their commanding officer. If he gives an order and the colonel gives an order and the soldiers decide to obey the colonel, according to the military code of justice, the colonel can be held responsible for insubordination. His junior officers will not be. Because 
he is the jurisdictor. When the general salutes him, he is affirming to the base that your commanding officer is in good standing with the military as a whole. He's telling, in essence, his visit is saying to the base, you, have the, you, you are permitted to continue to obey this man because I, as a representation of higher rank, am saluting him. That act of salute is affirming his authority. And inversely, the colonel saluting the general is saying to the people in his base, that's my boss. In essence, even though he is not directly your commanding officer, I am in his chain of command. So while he is on this base, treat him with the same level of honor and regard as you would treat me. Are you listening to me? Let me know in the comment section. And so that exchange of salutes is what keeps the military chain of command running. The general is blessing the colonel. He's, he's barracking him. He's saying, this guy is a valid extension of the military here. You deal with him as though he was the president or a five-star general because he is a direct representation of authority. And the reverse salute is the, is the colonel saying to those under his direct authority, that's the big papa. That's the ultimate guy. Even though I am your commanding officer, I am deferring to him. You should defer to him while he's among us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happened in Genesis chapter 1. When God blessed man, he rubbed himself off on man. He instituted a system where the universe was compelled to function in the benefit of man. Listen, and he sent a message to all of creation. Treat that man, Adam, like he's me. Why? Because Adam was his image. Are you with me? And that's why Adam's blessing went further than the blessing of the fish and the birds. First of all, it was clear that he was to have authority over them. But secondly, he was giving dominion. Dominion. And hear me, ladies and gentlemen, there is no true blessing where the human race is concerned with the absence of dominion. Hmm. He blessed him, saying, Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1. If you're still with me tonight, type something in the comment section. Genesis 1.20, I want to show you the pattern. God said, let, someone say let, means allow. Allow. This phrase, a word is used over and over again, Genesis 1. Let, allow. Why would God feel the need to say allow? 
Good to see you, everybody. Why would God feel the need to say allow? Perhaps because there was something that was not allowing. Let me replace the word let with allow. Allow the waters bring forth abundantly. Think, just, just replace that one word and see this thing take on a different meaning. Allow the waters bring forth abundantly. What was God talking to that was not allowing something? Twenty-one then says, and God created great whales and every every living creature that moves and every winged fowl. And then 22 then says, and God blessed them. God gives an instruction for a restriction to be removed. Then he creates a reality and then he blesses. Let me repeat, God gives an instruction for restriction to be removed. Then he constructs, he transports from the unseen realm to the seen realm, a reality, and then he blesses it. We see the exact same cadence in Genesis 26. And God said, allow our Allow us, meaning let us allow. So what was, what was he talking to in, in, about in verse 20? Allow the waters. In verse 26, he says, allow us. What was stopping the waters? And what was stopping him? Allow us make man in our image. After our likeness, blah, blah, blah. Verse 27, so God created man. And verse 28, and God blessed them. Ladies and gentlemen, I call this the blessing sandwich. Two statements, slices of bread with a piece of meat in the middle. That God speaks twice concerning every reality. And it is usually the second time that carries the blessing. Let me repeat. That God speaks twice concerning every reality. I repeat. That God speaks twice concerning every reality. And that it is the second time that carries the blessing. And in between the two speakings of God concerning any reality are a process called creation. And like I told you when we spoke about hearing the word, the voice of God, God speaks not for information, but for what we call creation, but what in the spirit realm is literally transportation. What we call creation is literally the process by which God moves a reality from the unseen realm to the seen. I repeat, 
God speaks twice. The second time carries the blessing. And in between the two seasons of speaking of God are the concept of what you call creation, or what the spirit realm understands as migration or transportation from the unseen realm to the seen. And you're asking, preacher, can you prove this from scripture? What do you think the answer to that question is? Of course I can prove it from scripture. And I can prove it throughout scripture. But I want to give you just a few examples tonight. And one of them is the example of the word I've been using all week. Migration. Come with me, ladies and gentlemen, to the book of Genesis chapter 12, which is actually the first time the word bless, not blessed, is used in scripture. Genesis 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, get thee, so he was saying, or he had said, sorry, unto Abraham, get thee out of your father. So at the time he said it, he said it. This was the first time God spoke. This was the first time God spoke to Abraham. Now, it, he had said, meaning this was in the past. So there was a delay between God speaking Abraham's obedience. But this was the first time. God had said unto Abraham, get thee out of your country, your kingdom, your father's house unto a land I'll show you. And I will make of thee, someone say creation. I will make of thee, in essence, there is a nation that exists in the realm of the spirit, Abraham, and I will transport it to the earth. I remember I told you many times, nations have laws, customs, uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to go into all the details. I'll make of thee a great nation. I'll bless you and I'll make your name great. So there was a speech. God says, I will construct something and then I will bless you. And then I will bless you. And then I will bless you. Come with me to Genesis chapter 24. So 22, sorry, Genesis 22. It came to pass after these things that God tempted Abraham and said unto him, Behold, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. Take your son, your only son, Isaac. I've explained what that means. The same concept as Jesus. It, it, anyway, let's keep going. There's no time tonight to go into all that. Whom you love and go into the land of Moriah and offer him therefore burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clay meaning he cut in pieces the wood for the burnt offering he was prepared and he went up unto the place of which God had told him on the third day Abraham three days of pain three days of affliction three days of mourning looking at your boy every day knowing this might be the last day you see him alive and by the way he didn't know what well, well, technically he would have known the journey would have been three days ish because he knew he was going to the to the mountains of moriah but once they got there he wouldn't have known where the exact spot was Abraham says to the young men, abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. 
Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife. He was ready for business. See, this was not, this was not a case of, well, I'm pretending to obey God. The guy says, if I do this, I do this. The book of Hebrews tells us later on, and the support tells us later on in his writings, that Abraham believed God was able to raise Isaac from the dead, but he had made up his mind he was going to kill him. Isaac says, Pops, <laughs> Abraham says, here I am, my son. Isaac says, um, I see fire. See, that, that, that's a different dimension. Because the question is, how do you see fire? But I digress. He wasn't seeing a literal fire yet. He was seeing the implement for fire. But Isaac is teaching us that fire doesn't always show up as fire. When we say Holy Ghost, send your fire, he doesn't always send literal fire. Sometimes he sends what we need to make fire, but that's a different message for a different day. Behold the fire, I see fire, and I see the wood, what will sustain the fire. But, but, but where is the thing we're killing again? By this time, Isaac was starting to think, come on, something strange here. Abraham says, my son, Ah, <laughs> uh, be careful when old men say, my son. I have learned that when, when an elder refers to you and he starts off by saying, my son or my daughter, be very careful about what's coming next. My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And they went, both of them, together. God, now, bear in mind he didn't say a ram. He said a lamb. For those of you who say he was prophesying, no, he was not. He said a lamb, not a ram. A, a child. Isaac was the... He was literally saying to Isaac, God has chosen something and I will give it to him. The Lord will provide, but he will do it through me offering you up. Mm. Abraham understood the principle of the altar. That the dealings of God, the provisions of God require human surrender. So they went, both of them together. They came to the place where God had told him. And Abraham built an altar, laid the wood in order, exactly what Elijah did on Mount Camel. The Bible says Elijah laid the wood in order. Hmm. And there are some theologians, there's a debate about this, who believe that Mount Carmel was one of the mounts of Moriah. I am not going to tell you where I stand, but just those some believe. They laid the wood in order, they bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar, on the wood he had laid in order. He didn't just put Isaac on anything. He, said, he first of all built an altar. Then he... he, he and the altar is made from stone. It's a symbol of covenant. Then he laid the wood in order. Wood is a symbol of humanity. This is the, this is the, 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 the metaphor of alignment here. And laid him on the altar upon the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And God spoke the second time. According to the Bible, Isaac is roughly 13 years at this point, minimum. Abraham spent 25 years 
waiting for him. So Isaac is at least, because we see Isaac being called 13 years before this day in scripture. So Isaac is at least, he could be older, at least 13 years. So no less than 38 years after the first, in, the first speaking, God speaks again. The Lord called out of the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. He said, lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do, out, do thou anything unto him. He says, for now I know. Pause. I mean, <sighs> if you read your Bible like me, there's things you see that should frustrate you. I know about you, but, but I, I get, see, the things I read in the Bible, I really just, fr I, you know, if, 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 <laughs> if it wasn't God I was dealing with, I'd be angry. For now, you know that he fears you. Hello? You told him to leave his father's house and he left? To go to a land you will show him and he went? He believed you for 25 years for a child? You told him to take the child and offer him and he traveled for three days. After everything from Genesis 12 to Genesis 21 and the first part of Genesis 22, now you know that he fears you. Can you see that God's economy of measuring these things and ours are different? Do you understand now that, that God has a different barometer from yours and mine when it comes to affirming a man? Because I would have affirmed Abraham long. In fact, the Bible had already referred to him in Ikayapa on the way to, to Sodom and Gomorrah. God says, Abraham is my friend. How can I hide this thing from him? He will be great because he will obey, he will command his household after me, after him in following me, that I may bring upon him what I said. And now the Bible says, God says, now I know that you fear me. You see, the immortals have a different measuring system from ours. And that's why it is foolish, the Bible says, they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Because you don't know the measuring system by which these unseen beings are measuring. Now I know that you fear me. Isaiah 9 talks about the Ikureko Parana. 11, Isaiah 11, sorry. About the seven spirits of the Lord. And then the last, the last one it says, last two, the spirit of of, of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let me show you this real quick. We'll come back to Genesis 22. Let me show you this real quick. Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11. Jesus. 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 They shall come for the rod out of the stem of Jesse. Someone say process. A branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, listen, knowledge and 
of the fear of the Lord. It says the spirit of wisdom and understanding, not of wisdom and of understanding. It says the spirit of counsel and might, not of counsel and of might. But then it then says the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. It did not need to say and of to divide the two because the previous four were already divided into groups of twos without the extra of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might. But here it says of knowledge and of why the answer is in verse three and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. So there is a knowledge of the fear of the Lord. There is a journey called the understanding in the, so a quick understanding meaning you will grow quickly in the fear of God because it is your growth in the fear of God that will, en- that will ensure that you don't judge after the sight of your eyes and the hearing of your ears because in this journey called destiny, there are things that will not make sense. Like pick up the son God promised you for 25 years and go and kill him. You have to have become of quick on us you have to have grown in the fear of the lord for that kind of instruction to meet you well for you not to judge according to what makes sense and god said to abraham when abraham obeyed that instruction he says now i know that you have become of of quick understanding you have graduated in this thing called my fear now i know that you fear God listen seeing that you did not withhold thine only son now I taught this it is written talking about Jesus him being called the only begotten the word in the Greek literally means the one that is like no other. The one that has no comparison. It's the same phrase here in the Hebrew. The son, because he had other, he had another son called Ishmael. The one that is special, the different one. The one without comparison. Verse 13 says, Now notice, God did not tell Abraham there was a ram. Abraham, in essence, the the effect of the instruction, the satisfaction of the threshold, triggered an instinctive reaction in Abraham. His understanding shifted. He lifted his eyes. His, his, His perspective was elevated. And he looked, and behind him, Meaning, Abraham passed that ram on the way to the sacrifice. (laughs) Abraham passed the ram and could not see it. If he had seen it, he might have been in two minds. But he could not see it because that act of sacrifice was required. In essence, it took him obeying the stupid instruction to see what God's real plan was. 
the art of offering isaac did something to his consciousness he became a of, of high study in the fear of the lord he could now reprove and judge not by what he saw or heard and he suddenly realized that there was a ram behind him and he went back and took the ram and now notice god did not ask him to offer the ram god did not tell him about the ram god did not ask him to offer about the ram but something shifted prophetically in abraham that moved Abraham to a different sphere of authority and a different sphere of understanding a different perspective where he began to instinctively move in what God had provided and Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen not provided seen God had already provided it but it shall be seen now listen and the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham out of heaven the second time the second time saying by myself have i sworn says the lord because you have done this thing and not withheld your son your only son listen that in blessing i will bless you and in multiplying i will multiply thy seed now isn't this what he said to him and as the sand which is upon the seashore thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed this is the exact same sentence he pronounced in genesis chapter 12 i told you god speaks twice but the second time carries the blessing in essence the fact that god said something concerning you the fact that god made a declaration concerning you the first time was simply a declaration of intent god blesses by saying but not every saying is a blessing let me repeat god blesses by saying but not every saying of god is a blessing the first saying was to lay out the reality he says then he creates then he blesses somebody says he says someone say he says then he creates then he blesses and for abraham creation took at least 38 years the creation was a migration The word of the Lord will not return to him void until it has prospered in the thing to which it was sent. So when God speaks, he initiates a process. And hear me, the immortals have time. Like Chrissy and I like to joke. The immortals are patient. They've lived for millions of years and will live for millions more. The 90 years of your life are a drop in the bucket. Bible says they vapor in the wind. God blinks and you were born. He blinks again and you're dead. In between his in fact, in between one blinking, your entire lifespan passes. And God forbid, if you don't avail yourself, in heaven, when God talks to a man, he's talking to everything that proceeds from that man. It could be your grandchildren who die, <laughs> who who directly benefit from what is said and in heaven's mind you benefited there is a process of creation in between the speaking and the blessing and it is this process by which God begins to rub off on you God begins to prepare you for what he's prepared you for 
and when the time of manifestation comes he will repeat himself many of you have been hearing things and this is i said all this to say this many of you have been hearing things over the last few months that remind you of 10 years ago five years ago 12 years ago your your journals are eerily similar to a previous season of your life your dreams are similar what you're hearing from the pulpit is similar it's almost like deja vu i came to explain to you it is because god is getting ready to speak the second time god is saying the creative phase is almost over the preparation phase is almost over the period through which i was adjusting you and aligning you is almost over i'm ready to declare a second time and listen all the second time will be will be a slightly more explanatory version of the first but it will also carry the force of the blessing in essence when god speaks the second time creation will be forced to treat you based on what he said and that's why you were surprised because he spoke the first time and then you looked at the world around you and it did not seem to oh kaya see the, the, your reality was 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 it was ah help me i'm looking for a word When, when something is not conscious or something doesn't be, your reality was blissfully ignorant of the fact that god said anything god sent you to a city you got to the city and you found out that the city did not get the memo that god sent you can i get a witness has any pastor been there before where god sent me you know uh you know if i don't know if any of my brothers or sisters in the ministry are watching tonight if you are please let me know in the comment section you know reverend gideon got god sent him to joss and then he gets to joss in the early days and you're asking joss um joss did you not hear when god told me he was sending me to you and joss will inform you that we didn't get the memo joss will tell you that that conversation you had with god was in private that one was private god forgot to copy joss into the email train email thread but then the second time god speaks concerning joss every knee shall bow and tongue confess that jesus through gideon odoma is lord does that make sense because the second time comes with the fullness of the blessing paul says i will come again to you Oh Jesus, Akura Baba. Let me show you. I told you this is all over scripture. Akaima Radia. Romans chapter 15. Isha Isha. Romans chapter 15. Oh Jesus. Thank you. Listen. And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing. Someone say the fullness. See, the blessing is like a container. And that same word fullness is used, plural, 
for the fullness of time. The blessing is not a one-hit wonder. It's not an event. It's a process. I want to say a process. The blessing often is a spectrum of activity. It starts and it gets to a fullness. Ina kaye kotanika sabali ekonembrata. I came to announce to a group of people that God is speaking for the second time. Fear not. And this time it shall come with power. Because this time Joss will hear, London will hear, media will hear, fashion will hear, wherever you were assigned to will hear. Because a process has been completed. What process? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Let me let me run you very quickly through what goes on with this process. Second Corinthians chapter four is where I want to begin. I'll be done in 15 minutes, no less. Or no more. Second Corinthians chapter four. Are you there, somebody? Thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter four. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. How? Uh, how is it? What has He done? He shined in our hearts. Why? To give the light of the knowledge. Listen, the light came. He shines, sorry, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the panim, the face of Jesus. We have this treasure at the investor that the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. How? Troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Perplexed, not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And then he gets to verse 17 and he says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, a season, is working for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. The affliction is constructing glory. Somebody say glory. Someone say glory. The affliction is what is creating the glory paul then goes to romans chapter 8 to break this further down to us romans chapter 8 from verse 18 and he says for i reckon oh well he first says if we suffer with him we may be glorified together for i reckon that the sufferings of this moment this season this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us so we see that no <laughs> no pain no glory but remember it says the light of god or the god the, the god who caused the light to shine in darkness has shined in our heart now let's go back to isaiah chapter 60 we've been on this scripture now for months arise shine your light is come and it came with an accomplice the glory of the lord in essence the season in which your light comes where you can now stand where you can now be made manifest is coinciding with the moment where god's glory rises shines upon you but how does it happen paul taught us god causes the light to shine in darkness he shines through you how because he goes he takes you through a process 
where your affliction and your suffering has crafted glory in essence your light comes on the end of a process where god has seen you completely transformable into what he said he starts by laying out his agenda in your life he takes you through this process and you wonder if he spoke at all yes he did that's the first speaking because the bible says god has spoken once twice have i heard power belongs to god in essence he said the same thing but it came to you in two installments and it is the second installment that carries the blessing in essence when he says it the second time on the other end of your abrahamic journey you now are the person he can trust with rubbing himself on in essence at this point he can give you the keys to the rolls royce because you're no longer a child you are now an adult because at that point listen to me when you are blessed you are a dangerous person because you can utilize that blessing against the agenda of zion and zion will be almost powerless to do anything about it underline the word almost the blessing is a strange thing I see I have seen men walk in the blessing that have made me weep. I have seen charlatans, men and women who missed God long time ago. Long time ago. If they saw God today they wouldn't recognize him. But there was a time when he blessed them. And because there was a time when he blessed them, creation must treat them like they are him. I hear me somebody because there was a time when he blessed them creation must treat them like they are him and so god will see to it especially with dimensions of the blessing of a certain level that there is a quality control process by which he knows that there is a rare chance or small risk of you going rogue so god will lay out his agenda and then take you through a process of pruning and testing to see your conformity to the agenda and usually by the time he speaks again you have become or you have begun to doubt the first speaking and it's okay he's not he's not he's not intimidated by that because when god speaks the second time your quote and unquote faith is, faith is irrelevant i use the word quote and unquote you have already demonstrated your faith from the first speaking you don't need to be excited when he speaks the second time there's not much effort you need to put into it. It's not a case of how hard you try anymore. Because creation is now commanded to treat you like the one who blessed you. Some lift up your voice tonight. There's a bunch of men and women who are due for the second blessing. If that's you, begin to declare.
if you are due for the second blessing then lift up your voice and declare say father i'm ready be it unto me according to your word some of you need to say some of, some of you were ready and then you 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 botched the final sacrifice of isaac say god give me a second chance some of us were ready five years ago heaven was celebrating heaven said yes like like joseph and then you told the butler when you get to the palace remember me and god looked at god looked at gabriel and michael looked at god and they just sighed and they thought oh two more years but this is a season of a second visitation and that's why like i said for many of us there are things god is saying that sound similar don't get it twisted he's not repeating himself because he doesn't believe you heard him the first time this is the second saying and this one comes with the blessing Tunji, it's not the second blessing it's the second saying sir but it is this one that comes with the blessing because hear me like i said the blessing is not the same the saying can be the vehicle by which the blessing is released somebody open your mouth and pray chrissy can you come back on and lead us in prayer for this one masi kalabro Abai kalima surie tonante abreke de broka te bai kata zementoa elebrukutilelo jabakatia enikalo zabe kata nikatabo jebedi garabore zadikorioto nando brokokoti garabahadi ile korokope ninananzebedi Come on, lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. La kunare koti kapaladio kusabrenendia zebedi 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 likura baba baturi kalabuni eketaba shababo rokoria kaselaria mantosa kalienontebe. Speak again, Lord. release the sound of your second sayings repeat yourself this time with power mm. revisit the declaration kalimore kabade chrissy are you able to come on i'm waiting for you if not let me know in my life in the life of everyone under the sound of my voice speak again with power bless this time saying Una kaleko tabileketi Speak again O oh God speak again O oh God We are waiting we are listening we are ready Give us the grace to hold on O oh God Laita toka parakusha pale barokosa pale basete 
for some of us like Abraham we may have doubted some along the way but father we pray that you would speak again speak again o god na ako prakuskatela prakoskatile pareka suto ko prakoskatela la krakosa pande kiskatela basuto ko proskatale base Father, let us not fail this process. Give us the grace to hold on. Give us the grace to hold on. Give me the grace to hold on, O oh God. Le ekasotu kapale prakosh kapale bande zakata skatula bande kiskata. Let me not abandon this process. For some of us, this is the last test. This is the last thing that we need to go through. Ay katomale kapale brado jada. Say, Lord, give me the grace to hold on. Let me not be weary in well-doing. It is not the time to kaparado jabakaska to remove your hands from the plow. Father, give us the grace to hold on. And for some of us who have gone through the process, who are waiting for you to speak again, Father, we pray. Would you speak again? Would those words resound from eternity once again, O God? Abana koshabakata kaparukos katela. Ekana se ika kapaila kusamalek aikatale. Speak, O oh God. Hmm. Nayeda kuskata palekaskita. Abatiela. Egat. Hayalewa kusuta paeda. E abara kasite kapale. E manai kapae kalaya da kusuta palabaya kasket e. E abakari adeake. Ayaba suta pale kaskete. Whoo, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amane kaskutale. Marako. Oh, Jesus. What I'm seeing right now is it's a it's a weird picture. It's you know when something is loading and let's say you're trying to load an app or something and it says processing and you get the wheel and it says processing, processing. 
I see that in the spirit and as I'm seeing processing on a screen I'm seeing process complete and then I'm seeing another screen that says processing and again I'm seeing process complete and I'm seeing another screen so there are multiple screens flashing in front of me where it says processing and it's saying process complete and then that goes off and then another screen comes on and it says processing and all we've seen is the wheel going round going round going round and I'm seeing process complete and that's going off another screen is coming on and it says processing processing and I'm seeing process complete Ah, Father, we will not be weary in well-doing. We will not get off the altar. Speak from the heavens. And the earth will hear. Speak from the heavens. Speak from the heavens. Ayako parok oshkata. Process complete. Kalabadi ekupast. Kalabadi ekupast. Leko labati le. Harana kushak apale. Eja ya. Eja ya pa. Eja ya. Jaitoma. Ele cumbra de la Ele cumbra de cabade pomade Takaparukushakata Ai kataparakuskatela bakusketa And Chrissy as you as you're saying that I'm seeing I'm seeing a I'm seeing a complimentary picture and you know that beach ball from the old Apple phones when a process is loading that gets stuck mm. and uh, we, we just call it the beach ball of death or on a Mac computer where once that once you see that thing you know you have to your computer is frozen you have to put it off and whatever you were doing was lost and I, and i saw and i began to see many of those balls that have existed for many of us where hmm. a process has been frozen oh wow and for many of us we wanted to shut down and just you know well lord, and the lord said no leave the computer open hmm. and it didn't make sense because for years you were keeping at something that you knew was frozen you knew was not going anywhere you could you could see the ball spinning you could sense it but god said don't shut it down and i'm seeing those balls disappear jesus i'm seeing the process complete where it's in mr calling the point i'm calling the point i'm making is god says there's no need to reboot this one the process is about to complete In the days to come, many of us will be re- will be referred to as they came from nowhere, mm. but we will know better. Mm. Overnight, no, this wasn't overnight. Mm. No, no, we know. Mm. But trajectories that have been waylaid, and sometimes waylaid by our own errors, by our own mistakes, by our own disobediences, by our own lack of obedience, our own lack of alignment. But God says, in this season, I will complete the process. For I will humble the Assyrians, says the Lord. Just unveiled. I like that. 
We had just been unveiled, but the process. See, God says, I will humble the Assyrian. Hey! I will humble the Assyrian. If, you, if you've read the book of Isaiah, the first seven chapters, or first five, well, the first, yeah, say five chapters, or so you know what I'm talking about. I'll humble the Assyrian, says the Lord. The, the, the booting bar got stuck, and now it's finishing. For some of us, it got stuck at 50%, for some, for some 70%. For some 95%. For some, you are so close. And then the thing froze. The bar is about to complete. The spiritual laptop is about to boot. Welcome to a new reality. Welcome to a new set of rules. Welcome to a new dispensation. A new dimension. Ah, neighbor. Don't, don't. I ain't the same guy. Hey, Akta. I share the same skin. But you're about to observe a different reality. Because the Lord is speaking the second time. And this time is the blessing. Lord, let it be as your mouth has spoken from your lips to our ears. In the precious name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands, oh you people. And shout to God with a voice of triumph. Tomorrow and Wednesday are the final two nights and we're broadcasting live from the Embassy Studio with Reverend Gideon Odoma. Don't miss it, whether virtually or in person. And if you can get there in person, you want to be there in person, we are more than ready to accommodate you. Kali Bati. We ask, please register just so we know that you're coming we want to be able to prepare for you uh but we should have more than enough space for everybody who may think they want to be there uh we start at 7 p.m uk time and i believe my brother is coming in the fullness of the blessing of the lord the details on how to give are on the screen we encourage you and we celebrate those of you who have participated in your finances with the mandate of this house to you specifically kingdom builders and tithers and regular givers to kingdom culture the lord is about to speak a second time and this time with a blessing remember that our word for next year is government governing and governance it will also be the theme for the kingdom culture summit um, watch this space god is about to be up to all sorts of good now let me say this um this friday is the last new moon and therefore the last hebrew new month of 2022 and guess what's happening on friday the press is back amen
with a special new Hebrew month, new moon prayer gathering. So from 11 p.m. this Friday, we are back at the press. Uh, and we're going to be praying prayers of migration. Don't miss it. Let me repeat. We're going to be back at the press. And we're going to be praying prayers of migration. 11 p.m. UK time. I repeat, do not for anything in the world miss this. There will be an altar transaction and God will be lavish in his response to us. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Let me pronounce a blessing on you as we dismiss for tonight. See you at 7 p.m. tomorrow night live from the London Embassy again. If you want to be there in person, you can. Uh, but please, there's a link in the video description. Let's know that you're coming. Uh, and you feel free to bring one or two or three people with you as well. Father, thank you that you are ready in this season to speak for the second time. We are expectant of your goodness. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. We love you. We praise you. Finish everything. Omega everything you have authored in our lives and destinies in this season. Father, revisit things even we ourselves have closed the door on. Things that we laugh about like Sarah, revisit. To you be all glory and praise. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen.